Oh, here we go. It is episode one of Unfiltered Friends, and I am so excited to start this journey with you guys. Uh, some of you noticed that I did have previous episodes back in 2019. Uh, and I left those up because I think it's important to share the journey. I think it's important to share the development of ideas. Um, back then, I was just interviewing anybody because everyone's story is interesting, but I decided to take it a bit of a different direction. I think we see all these people on our screens every day, and we don't know really anything other than what they show us. So Unfiltered Friends is an attempt to humanize the people on your screen and allow them to let you in on a little bit of who they are and how they got to where they are. And I can't think of a better person to start with than Pinky Patel. Um, she is just a fantastic person. She keeps it real. She's built up an audience of closing in on 5 million followers, a comedian. She is so sure of herself and what she wants. And I think she is someone to aspire to be. So make sure that if you enjoy the conversation, you want to learn more about her, make sure you go drop her a follow or check out her website. And a huge shout out to my Patreon people. If it weren't for you guys, I probably wouldn't be able to do this. So if you're interested in supporting this independently funded podcast and get special perks, go to patreon.com slash unfiltered friends and let's go. Welcome to the Unfiltered Friends Podcast. Before we introduce you to our next friend, I want you to take a moment to think about everything that led you to where you are right now. Do you see how strong you are? Do you see how great your story is? I hope you do, and I hope you learn great lessons and get inspired by our next friend's story on the Unfiltered Friends Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the relaunch of Unfiltered Friends. And we're taking a little bit of a different direction. I figure since I'm a creator and I have a lot of creator friends and a lot of us have similar things that we wish people knew, which was more about behind the scenes, more about who we are beyond the content. And so I have so many wonderful people that I know that we follow each other, that we support each other. And I'm so excited to start with this first person. Um, anybody that I have shared Portillo's with is on uh, another level. Um, and that's how we started our relationship. So without further ado, I bring you guys Pinky Patel. Yay! <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Perfect. Oh my God, are you a comedian? Um, I'm kind of moonlighting as that on the weekends. Just yeah. on the weekends. What do you think about the term comedian? You know, like where they have the e n n e thing at the end. Listen, anytime somebody has extra letters in their name, is a little bit of. It's like, why? Why do you need all those extra letters? You know, you don't need it in your name. You don't need it in your profession. You can get the message across. Just, I'm a comedian. I'm a comic. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. And you're yeah. actually like, okay, first tell people who you are. My name is Pinky Patel. I'm a middle aged PTA mom turned content creator during this pandemonium. <laughs> and now we're here. Yeah. So that's that's probably like, let's that's start the whole there. story. You you <laughs> are really new to content creation, comparatively speaking, to a lot of people. So did you start at the beginning of the pandemic? Like what what was the initial inspiration for getting involved with doing content creation? Um, so roughly, I think it was like in December of 2019, I had started posting like a random thought of the day on Facebook, and so. You know, that was right before the pandemic started. And then as the pandemic hit, um, my friend encouraged me to turn those random thoughts into vlogs. So if you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see I have a couple of vlogs um, from this like spring, summer of 2020. And then I had joined TikTok as a, you know, everybody was doing it because we got bored with everything that we had already watched. Mm -hmm. And so, I, but I quickly learned, I was like, no, thank you, ma'am. I cannot do this. And then. Wait, why? I, well, because 
in my head, I knew it was from musically, like in Vine, and it was. I was like, I can't dance, I can't sing, I can't lip sync. I didn't realize that it was had all this other stuff. And then, um, in the spring and summer of 2020, my friend started, you know, texting TikToks like we do now. Like, you know, a couple of years ago it was memes, and now it's TikToks. Um, and I was like, wait a minute, this is funny shit. What is going on? And so. I took a chance and I asked and one of my friends was like, do it. I don't want to say too much because it's part of my material for my stand-up show. So I don't want to like, you want people to away. go to your yeah. show. Yeah. Who wants but, that? <laughs> <laughs> um, you. <laughs> but yeah. So my, my friend encouraged me to take one of like 60 seconds of one of my vlogs. And I was like, okay, cool. It's okay if nobody likes it. Right. It's the internet. It's okay. If it gets lost in the black hole, nobody will see it. I won't be worse off, right? I'll just yeah. have the friends I have in real life. And now here we are. Yeah. So. And you've, it's like, we seem to run in similar circles too. That's, that's, yeah. but that's not how we initially found each other. Do you no. remember exactly what happened? Yeah, I do. Um, it was one of your videos. You were visiting your parents mm -hmm. and you had posted a video of, portillos inside a specific portillos and it looked familiar to me and i took a chance and i had i messaged like dm'd you on tiktok and i don't i don't do that often oh, i was like would it be you. weird huh what oh, was thank that? you thank you for yeah. that privilege <laughs> you're so special <laughs> um but i you know i took a chance and i was like would it be weird if i told you i knew exactly where you were and you're like absolutely it would be weird why are you telling me this <laughs> so, i was like fair point i started off a little rough I mean, we both have the we both have that DM. We could screenshot it and receipts and all that bullshit. So mm -hmm. I don't think yeah. we need we don't need receipts. If you're the one telling the story about how you creeped on me, you know, I think yeah, I think we're good there. Yeah, I was a little aggressive, I know, but at least I started off with like, "Hey, I know this is weird. However, here we go." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Normally, that would be like an absolutely no, but then I watched her content and I was like, "Okay, she seems." Harmless. Harmless. And frankly, <laughs> the only time I would see you is when I'm home and my mom would beat you up if you tried to do anything. I mean, she's watching right now. So she, hi, mom. She puts you on a list now. But don't worry, mom. Stand down. She's not. My mom's super nice. <laughs> none, none of that's going to happen. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I'm still waiting for those damn cookies. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, dad, we got to make the cookies for her. We made so many. You but could have I, brought some for me. I know. I was just so excited to share cheese cup with you. We still got to work it's on funny. that Portillo's brand deal. I know. It's okay. I forgot to bring you a chapstick. You forgot to bring me cookies. We'll make it up next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be even closer this time. <laughs> so one thing that is notable, obviously, from your videos is the the accent that you use. Can you tell me a little bit more about like the where that came from and where the idea to use it came from? Yeah, so I mean, if you can't tell, I am Indian. And so growing up being, you know, heavily immersed in my culture, um, I, I can speak English with an Indian accent. And it helped, you know, with whatever communications I needed to do for my parents with other groups of, you know, aunties and uncles in town. And then it just kind of morphed into now. Like when I have ladies night or I go out with my friends and I get a little drunk, I end up just telling stories about my mom and I do that whole role-playing business. And mm -hmm. so I'll do my part and then her part and her parts with the accent. And so I, I always explain it as it's, it's the voice in my head that calms me down and, and brings laughter in serious situations. Mm -hmm. And so, because she could say she, she could take any serious situation and, and make it really light just by like, the limited English vocabulary she knows and trying to help me understand or just help me think of it a different way. And so, you know, after I, I think about the situation and how she would approach it and what she would tell me, because she clearly, she lives in Connecticut, I'm in Illinois. So it's not like, yeah, I can call her, but I try not to bug her too much. Um, and so it just, it morphed into that. And my friends were like, this is hilarious. They, they love it. They're like, do you have any new Usha stories? And I'm like, well, let me tell you. Like one of my best friends, we work, we work together. She has, um, you know, like on cubicle walls, the top part is glass. 
so that you can see the next cubicle. I, I never did the cubicle thing, so no, I don't. What? No, I never worked corporate. I was a bartender and a content creator the, and a janitor and a go. truck driver. So I never worked that world. So the cubicles have glass at the top? Yeah, so they'll have like roughly four four feet, four and a half feet of like just wall that you can, you know, tack papers and all that notes and stuff like behind your desk and then the top portion until you hit like six feet is glass so the top two feet is glass and so you can put stuff there if you need to like you know you can tape up notes or or whatever helps you get your job done but we started writing what we call like what we call ushaisms like things that she says wrong all the time and so it would just Usha make us, is mom yeah usha okay. is my mom is that um, her name or is that like a nickname for mom no that's her nickname that's okay. not her like legal what's on her driver's license okay. her her that's her nickname it is usha everybody in town calls her usha all loved ones call her that um but she so we would write these usha isms on the wall and whenever we would get like frustrated with a work situation we just look up and we're like <laughs> yeah super bowel amazing like, I mean, just... wait and, we say yeah. super bowel did you guys steal that from her we've know. been saying super bowel see Probably prefer, they probably watch one of my contents. That's probably it. I I prefer superb owl. Oh, that's nice too. That's my favorite one. Yeah. So, what's your yeah. mother's reaction been to like you utilizing the accent, you telling stories from her interactions with you? Like, what has been the response? She um every so she didn't follow me until uh, probably like fall of not fall but uh, let's see summer of last year. So she came to visit me in June. I taught her how to use a smartphone because that's when my brother sent her with me. Like, he's like, teach her how to use it. I was like, are you kidding me? Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> so I teach in three weeks. I teach her how the basics of a smartphone. And I was telling her dirt while she was at my house, like this kind of whole journey, I guess, that we've been on. I showed her my vagina cave, all the crowns. She kind of freaked out. She's like, what in the hell is all of this? Um, but now six months later, nine months later, she loves it. Like, so if I don't post something, she's like, bingo, why are you not putting your programs out there? Are you sick? You got COVID. Everybody in house got COVID. I'm like, how do you go from being concerned that I did not post content today to everybody dying of COVID? How does that happen? <laughs> She's just trying to figure I, I, So my, I've been doing social media for 15 years and my mom watches my content, but sometimes it gets a little yeah, spicy. And um, my dad's like, cool. And my mom's like, uh, did it, does it make you happy? Um, I was like, yeah. yeah, she's like, okay. And did we just move on with our lives? She's pretty not. I, sometimes I'm joking. I'm, if she's listening, I was like, mom, earmuffs. But there's really very little she hasn't heard at this point. So right. we don't need to shield our parents. They just need to figure it out, you know? No, she does. So she, like my brother has an in-law apartment in his house and that's where she lives. And she will come out to him in the garage when he's fixing the car. He's like, she'll be like, what is Pinku doing? I know she's saying dirty, but is why is she saying all that stuff? And I'm like, how do you know? I use innuendos all the time on mm -hmm. purpose. So like, it's this, it's like the really smart people that end up following me because they can pick up on the innuendos, you yeah. know? And so, no, she is. Now she likes to give me advice. Oh. So Pinku, you have to comb your hair. Okay. You're going on screen. You're recording. You're looking, you're looking like you just woke up. I'm like, mom, people love that. I go on yeah. and she hates like, so this weekend, you know, being in Phoenix, she saw some of my content because I posted, you know, the TikToks or whatever. She liked, she loved the video where I was walking onto stage and then, you know, the crowd. And she's like, but Pinko, why, why are you going on stage with t-shirt and, and tight pants? What are you doing? You need to wear a dress. I was like, nobody wants to see this body in a dress, mom. We're fine. I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Respectfully do. <laughs> But she does her and all the aunties now because they have a vested interest, right? Because yeah. I'm, I'm that I'm the daughter from town. And so it's like, oh, so now you care about me. Cool. 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 It, you just yeah. gotta give them time to figure it out. Yeah, sure. So, so you've been doing social media for how like two years at this point? Yeah. About two years. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I seriously started in December of 2019. So yeah. Yeah. Two years. And, and TikTok, I mean, you've amassed, you know, you're, closing in on 5 million followers, which is an incredible feat, especially for that short amount of time. What was like the initial, cause we all start off where like we get 50 views and I mean, I mean, I, at least I did with 50 views and nobody's really watching. What was the initial like push 
that probably inspired you to continue to like, you started to see the true value of TikTok and, and how it could get your comedy out there. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty early on. So I started in October. It was actually October 7th, 2020 is when I posted my first TikTok. And then um, it was a couple months, like probably in December, I, I, this one girl was teaching, she was like, you don't need that much cheese on your nachos. And I was like, excuse me, ma'am. And I stitched her and I immediately, I was like, please do not tell me how much cheese I need on my tacos because I love taco cheese. And if you're telling me that I'm not going to be really happy, like I went ham on the cheese situation because I love cheese. Clearly I'm fluffy. And um, <laughs> we ate cheese that, together. Yeah. And that, that video got me like, to 100,000 followers and I was like well hot damn mm -hmm. all right let's do this and then it just kind of took off from there so every time I would stitch somebody with my smart ass sarcastic remarks that's what would get me to that next you know 200,000 300,000 400,000 yeah um and so I was like oh so I'm amazing at gently roasting people because and here we are. We need more gentle roasting because most of what I see is really rough roasting, which we all yeah. everything has its place. It's just not my preference. Did you sometimes it's a lot, but yeah. I get the point. I get what the what the message is. And so it's like we all have our lanes, you know, and sometimes you veer and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm okay with gent gentle roasting. Um, because look, I'm also terrified that somebody is gonna that person that i stitch is gonna find me and shoot up my house and so it's a valid thing yeah and Frank, yeah so you're like a crock pot where like mm -hmm. our friend ashley is uh -huh. like a uh pressure cooker of her pressure cush yeah microwave like she's an instapot yeah she's, i love it she's, she's an, an instapot Insta we love instapots we love yeah. instapots when I you, love it. So when you first started doing this content, did you start with with using your Indian accent or did you start just speaking how you're speaking now? Um, I started with it because, like I said, it's always that's what's in my head. And so it just felt natural. Um, and I've always claimed from the beginning um, that I've it's my mama min mimicking. It's not this is not how all Indian people sound because my mom inverts her F's and P's like she she always switches them. And her B's and V's, she switches constantly. Like there's letters that she'll switch around because English truly is a second language for her. And I find it very cute. I find it endearing. You know, I tease her about it, but like not in a mean way. Um, and so to me, it's very natural. And I, in the beginning, every time I got like a big push of followers, I would make an explanation video. So people didn't think I was lying to them. And I'm like, why do I keep doing this? Like if people like, that's that's when I stopped making that explanation video and then I would start making the skits so people can see that I do speak I have a corporate I have a you know customer service voice I know how to like if you were to talk to me on the phone you wouldn't know I'm Indian you would have no idea I'm Indian yeah. and I had to I I had to like I had the accent beat out of me when I was young because in the 80s and 90s you were not if you had an accent that was not good you know so your parents encouraged you to not use that accent for the point of acceptance? Not my parents, other family members, other family, members. other family yeah. members. And yeah. in your, in your perspective now, looking at it in hindsight, like, do you understand why? And do you agree with that? Cause I hear this a lot from anybody who, especially first generation people, I'm you're, are you, were you born in the States? No, I was born in India. So you're not first generation or are you? I'm not. I we moved here when I was three years old. So my brother, who was born here, is first generation born and raised in America. I'm first generation raised in America. Mm. So we kind of we tend to make that distinction because it is two completely different worlds. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't think it was definitely wasn't right. And unfortunately, for that moment in time, it it it, it is what it is. Um, like I was saying other, the other day, I don't, I don't hold any grudges against people. I don't, you know, what am I going to do? I don't have a time machine. I can't go back and beat them up and be like, that's not right. Like, I can't do that. You know, like, let's be realistic. What am I going to gain holding a grudge against people who did this to me 30, 55 years ago, apparently, because I'm 55. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you see them asking or them pressuring you to not have an accent? Because when you came to the U.S., did you have you? I'm assuming you had an Indian accent. 
yeah, I had an Indian accent. I actually could not speak English at all when I came. Mm. And so that was part of teaching me how to speak English was beating that accent out of me. And then funny, like, I guess it's a funny story, but just to me, um, I was held back in first grade because I didn't know how to read because it was so difficult for me. Mm. But then when I got into senior year, I was in honors English and I was like, why explain this? How somebody who was, who was held back in first grade because they couldn't read is now in honors English makes no sense. Right. Do do you see what they were doing back then as a loving action though? Cause it sounds like they were trying to protect you, but how did it feel to you in that moment? Or how does it feel to you now looking back at it? I know you don't want to like, you're not upset about it, but like you have feelings on it, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't like it. Um, I, I, I don't think it came from a loving place. I think it came from a place of fear that, you know, if our children or if somebody who has an accent is associated with us, then they're not going to, then we're not going to be accepted. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, but you got to understand this is a three-year-old child. This is a four-year-old child. Um, And it's just like, this is not, I would never do that. Like if I, if I had, if I had an exchange student or if I, if I had family members that came from another country, I would never try to change who they are. It is what it is. And you, but you just, they didn't know that at that time. I can guarantee it did not come from a loving place. Mm. Um, so I'm not going to pretend that it did just for social media, you know, like Keep it real. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I know that I don't talk about my personal stuff at all on social media, like to the, to this extent. Um, at least not in my content, but I feel like because I'm done with it, you know, I don't need to hash it again. I don't need to, it's, it's good. I'm dealing with it right now in using it as, you know, for humor and stuff. Um, I'm big with dark humor. I don't mind dark humor. Um, sometimes it's like, I think that's a little too rough pinky. It's like, really? Is it though? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, people are going to have there uh, something I, I've recognized, especially recently, is everyone has an opinion, and you need to know about yeah. it. So, like, and and by the way, what you just said is something I've always like. In the short time I've known you, really appreciated about you is your ability to let things go that you have no control over. I had to go to therapy to learn that because I I latch onto things. Where do you get that strength to just like, obviously, to to a certain extent, like it was harmful. Um, yeah. How, where do you get the strength to just let things go? Um, I don't, it wasn't, if you, if you had asked me if we had been talking 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I definitely wasn't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely did hold grudges. I definitely was a little bit more like angry towards situations of, you know, growing up situations that I had, but I think over time, and, and that's why I feel like me being an older person joining social media, I have that experience to not let certain things bother me. Mm-hmm. Of course, when people leave bad comments or they leave mean comments, it does kind of hurt my feelings. Cause it's like, you say you're my followers and you think that you, that, and you think that I would support somebody who does not have the same values as me. But then again, I don't really share my own values. Right. I just share comedy. And I'm like, well, when I do try to share my values, people have told me specifically in content, they're like, I didn't come here for a PSA. I came here to laugh. It's like, all right, bitch, get the fuck out of here. That, like there's, you have such a wide audience. It's, it's, I think you get to a point and tell me if this is true for you, where like you understand that you're never going to be able to please everybody who's watching you. So you yeah. just do your best to like, do you feel like when you make comedy, cause comedy is especially tough and you're doing comedy that's c- focused on a certain culture as well. Yeah. What kind of thought process do you go through when you're thinking about posting something? Do you, do, do you just post it or do you think about um, how it could be taken and do your best to kind of, I don't know, not ruffle feathers, I guess. Um, I think a good majority of the time, like if, if I make a video and if I ever do like review it because I'm adding, you know, subtitles or whatever, I'm like, Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I pretty, I, I delete the video. Like I don't, I have three drafts in TikTok, no drafts in Instagram reels because I'm like, if it didn't make me laugh, I'm not going to post it. If it was mean, I'm not going to post it. I get tagged in a lot of things, um, especially on TikTok. And I take a look at it. I'm like, I'm not going to make a video on this boy who has crusty lips because I know that that's a medical condition. Mm. Like, I understand I use chapstick, but I'm not going to be all like offering him a chapstick because what, 
I'm pretty sure he's used that people like, come on, common sense here, yeah. you know? Um, I think and, that's, and let's, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm just, you know, if I know that it's going to hurt people's feelings and I don't post mm. it. Right. And a lot of people, they're like, prime example, that video I just stitched, um, of that girl who's like, I didn't know hair grew from your head. I thought it grew from the bottom. Yes. And people are like, they're accusing me. Of, they're like, well, you know, she has a speech impediment. You shouldn't make fun of her. She has Down syndrome. And I'm like, excuse me, ma'am, follower, whoever you are. I've watched all 11 of her videos on her page. All 11 of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. N- at no point did she mention she has a handicap, a disability, because I would never never make fun of somebody who had a handicap or disability. I would never make fun of somebody who was going through a traumatic experience. Never. Because I put myself in their shoes. If I, if, if that was me, I, my feelings would get hurt. One thing I've noticed the most when it comes to t- TikTok right now is everybody seems to be diagnosing everybody with all these mental yeah. conditions. There's been like a couple of incidents where someone's like, you really shouldn't have said that. That's really not inclusive. And I'm like, oh my God, that's not what I'm about. I don't want that. And so I I communicate, I answer the DMs and I say, this is, I did my, you know, like, I am so sorry. That is not what I meant. Um, and we go from there. We learn from our mistakes, you know, but it's like, don't, don't assume I'm not doing my research. Like I'm not one of those content creators who just goes off of a 60 second video. And yeah. like the fact that I got tagged in that video so many times because people would know that I would have a stupid ass remark, pinky explaining. Yeah. And it's like, come on. And this is, she asked a common sense question, right? Common sense. Que- where does hair? I thought hair grew from the bottom down girl. Hey, you want to take a deep breath with me? I know. Let's go. <gasps> but you did Christopher. <laughs> I know, but I want to hear these things. Cause I think it's important to hear that perspective. And it's, this is a safer space to do that than if you you couldn't do this on a TikTok, really. Like the, a long form conversation is where it, it will be best to do, you know. And and here's the thing: like people, they like you said, everybody wants to diagnose other people. They have no additional information besides roughly, let's say, average forty five second video, right? Thirty to forty five second video. And, but they want to, and, but, and they guise it as I'm just being helpful. It's like, nobody asked you to be helpful. I know it's really hard <laughs> not to like get upset, but I, I don't know how to tell people this, but the people on your screen are humans <laughs> with emotions. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and like, or another, another post that I did is, so when I was doing the shows in California at Irvine, um, you know, there was a comedian after me and this comedian, Joe Rogan, right after me. I have never listened to his podcast. I, I'm not I'm not a follower. I'm not a fan. Uh-oh. And it's Did OK. You in trouble for associating with him. Well, apparently, just because I took a picture with him, that means I'm automatically having sex with him. Oh, that's that's yeah. that's much more of an escalation than I anticipated. <laughs> right. They're like, I can't believe this. I'm so disappointed in you. How can you associate with him? I'm like. This is one picture. And if you guys are not following my journey, because if you were, you would know no matter what your views are, if you agree with him, you don't agree with him. There are 7 billion people on this earth. You are not going to agree with everybody. So do I agree with his views? Absolutely not. Do I mask up every time I leave my house? Absolutely. Am I vaccinated and boosted? Absolutely. Are my kids? Absolutely. Like You don't know this stuff about me because that's not your business. That's my business. Well, now they do. Now they know. Now they do if they're paying attention. (laughs) But also it's like, first of all, we were both at the same comedy club. Okay. He performed right after me. He, I headlined and he headlined. I'm a new comedian. Okay. That was my roughly ninth show ever that I had done. Okay. I sold out. He sold out. So a new comedian who's new on the scene selling out and a seasoned comedian selling out. And I was like, I need a picture of this because this, how, when am I ever going to be in this type of scenario? It could have been and, and and like when I posted the picture, everybody's like, I can't, this is, I cannot follow you. This is ridiculous. My, some of my followers came to my defense, you know, my manager's like, cause I asked her the next day and because like I said, the, ba- the comments like that, it's like, so you honestly, you follow me, you followed me for a couple of months, you watch my content, but you have no idea. You have no idea who I am. Mm-hmm. No idea. And it's like, that, that doesn't feel good. You know, like yeah. you, you say you're a follower and you're a fan, a friend. And you have no idea who I am. You don't know 
why I took this as a memory to have. Am, am I like going to his house for dinner? No. Am I, if he, if he invites me on his podcast, am I going to ask my manager, is it a good move for me? Absolutely. Somebody on, on a TikTok or something accused me. They're like, your, your PR team did a horrible job advising you on this. I'm like posting a picture. So if I posted a picture with David Chappelle, does that make me transphobic? No, it doesn't. It, it means I am a new comedian. He is a seasoned comedian, comedian, a successful seasoned comedian, regardless of what your views are, if they match him or not. He's a successful comedian. You can't take that away from him. You can't. And so to have two people like this be at the same venue, one right after the other, and the general manager was like, Chris, honestly, the as I was leaving the green room, the general manager was telling him, Joe Rogan about me and how, you know, these I'm new and I sold out and he kept looking at me and he was smiling and he was, he was very nice, very nice to me. Mm -hmm. I did not have any, if, if, and excuse me for kind of, you know, going off track here, but if he did something wrong to me, then I will change my opinion on him. I've not listened to his podcast. I have not, I've, I've seen him on fear factor and I was like, no, thank you. And I moved on, but you get what I'm saying. Like we're not going to get along with everybody. You're speaking logic to emotion and it's just never really going to translate. I know. So like, it's really interesting that, you know, I did therapy all last year and I'm talking about comment sections on TikTok and my therapy sessions. I was like, whoa, okay, we need to take a step back and, and, and do our best not to get, but it's so easy to get sucked into constant criticism, especially the larger your platform becomes, the more exposure that you get, the more opinions that you get. It's, it's really tough. It's all about where you look, you know, like I can look at that and I could get upset about it. And I do, it's a natural thing, but you're also like, making so many like i can't tell you how many people like i got a text message from someone who i don't know from social media was like oh my god i love you but you're interviewing (laughs) pinky and i was like you know you could have just said i love pinky but it's fine it's fine so you're obviously like doing great things and it's it's beautiful and i i appreciate it yeah i mean you know i i bitch about it for a little bit i get it out of my system and then Luckily, my husband is is very he's very involved in this whole so- social media getting famous journey, and so he he's very he's very like don't don't respond to negative comments, don't do it, don't do it. And sometimes he'll even take my phone away. And so yeah. I definitely appreciate that support because he's right. It's like these people just want a reason to fight. And when I was talking to my manager about that whole Joe Rogan thing, I was like, she's like, you know what, Pinky, the the people who are unfollowing you because of this one picture where they have no context they don't know what's going on behind the scenes they're gonna unfollow you later on in your career because you said something they don't agree with and i'm like that's probably true you know there's no gray for them it's all Mm -hmm. black or white and i'm like life (laughs) no life is not black or white it absolutely is not and maybe i've learned that i mean i don't think i'm like geriatric old so i've learned that at a pretty young age and it's like like you said if it's in my control to change, then I will do my best to change it and I will do my best to get better. Mm-hmm. But if something is not in my control, like the layoffs at work, that's not in my control, right? If they're going to lay you off, they're going to lay you off. Exactly. Then what do we do? We go find a new job and, and we move on. Is it stressful? Absolutely. I'm not saying it's not stressful, but sitting there thinking about getting laid off and worrying about it, what is that going to do to me? It's going to make me cranky, right? Worry I'm not going to be- help you accomplish your goals. Right. It's it's not going to make me a good mom. I'm going to be neglecting my family. I'm not going to be present in the moments because I'm stressed out about something that's not in my control. So that's I, I think I've just learned it over time. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's not something that we can teach like the younger yeah. content creator. I, I read and, I was reading a book called Letting Go. Um, oh. And it really helped me. And And one of the sections that really stuck out to me that applies to this is uh, people's people are like a like they're a pressure cooker, and mm-hmm. it's not that you're the reason they you're you're causing them to explode. They were ready to explode, waiting for an event to validate the reason to explode. So I just always try. Yeah. To, it's it's impossible to never take it personally, but <laughs> we all do our best. I do. Like I said, I've learned to let it out of my system. Mm bitch about it honestly to to whoever is willing to listen and then kind of move on right yeah. because i don't i don't want to burden the same 
I don't want to talk about the same thing over and over again because it's a broken record. It's like, it is what it is. I have no control over it. And I've got, you know what? Now, the fact that I've got shows every other weekend, it's like, now I have things to look forward to, right? It's like, okay, Phoenix is done. Now we're on to Cleveland. What do I need? What what crowns am I bringing? What outfits am I bringing? Like a lot of that is baked already. You know, I wear the same thing because I like t-shirts and I like leggings. And so I'm not going to change. Um, so it's pretty, I'm pretty casual. And I think it kind of freaks people out, like at the clubs, like I'll go walk in and they're just like, ah, that's okay. That's what you're wearing. Okay, cool. Like, oh my God, I'm going to walk on stage, t-shirt, leggings. Look, that's if it. Steve Jobs can wear the same outfit over and over again. So can Pinky Patel. The Steve Hell Jobs yeah. of comedy, obviously. Hell yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fit, you got the crown. You got the the little microphone. You got yeah. the lip balm. Was that like, did you start with that or did it slowly develop? Like what, what was the first thing that you added in and why? It was the microphone. It's cute. That's the first thing and I added in. Did you bedazzle yeah. it or was it already bedazzled? No. So the back isn't bedazzled because I don't show the back. Yeah. My I life is a lie. <sighs> it's a lie. They don't come bedazzled. So I... So the reason I got a microphone is because early on, a lot of people were putting comments saying, I can't hear you. And because I didn't want to be an asshole, I wasn't, I didn't comment. I didn't reply with, we'll turn your volume up. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> instead of being an asshole, I was like, okay, well, what can I do so they can hear me? And so I was like, this tiny microphone, I was looking on Amazon, just kind of, you know, recording devices, all that stuff, not too expensive. Cause it was still just for fun back then. Right. Right. So I found this this mini mic and I was like, this is amazing. Look how cute it is. I'm just going to stay here with my pinky up and start talking. <laughs> um, and then it, it worked, right? It's a real working mic. And then that the, the first one, I still have it. It broke. And I was so upset because I was like, oh, my God, it broke. Oh my. I made a video and somebody sent me a bedazzled one. And I still have that. That's that broke. So I have I have a lot of backups. <laughs> um so then I bedazzled this third one and I just, I just bedazzled myself now. Um, I do want to have some sort of like microphone cover that's bedazzled. So I could just like slip the microphone in at shows and yeah. just, then, then take the sleeve with me, but that will have to come in Wait, time. Do you but... use the mini microphones on stage as well? Or you no. Okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, wow, no, that's a commitment to the bit. <laughs> I know I, I probably could, but it's, it already takes a long time to figure out my, to do the mic check and tech check. Cause I do have slides during my show. And so it's like, let's not add one more thing to that. Please. Right. <laughs> okay. So um, was, what was the crown next? No. So the mic was first. Well, I, yeah. The mic was first. And then because when I record, you can tell that I recorded a couple of videos at the same time. Cause I have the same shirt on and the same crown on. And so what I would do is I would, I would do my day job and, I would work through lunch so that I could kind of take my lunch break at three and from three to four, I would record content. And so I would sit at my desk right here and record content. And then at four o'clock I would post because technically I'm done with work and I didn't want, if work people did follow me, I didn't want them to be like, well, Pinky, you're not working from home right now. You're uh, neglecting your day job. You're posting content. So (laughs) I can honestly say, no, if you look at the timestamp on when I uploaded all these, it's been after 4 p.m. Central time, cover my ass all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I, when I record like a lot of videos at once, my mouth, my lips would get dry. And so I just grabbed chapstick and I was just putting it on and it, it was just me putting chapstick on and I tend to fidget when I have to sit in one location. And so, you know, when I'm record, like holding the mini mic and whatever, I would just constantly be putting chopstick on and that then became a bit, it just became a part of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I still use the chopstick because I get dry lips. I do the chopstick on stage because I get dry lips. Like it just, it is what it is. Um, Oh, by the way, people lose their GD minds when I pull out the chapstick and I put it on on stage, they're like, ah! I'm like, guys, it's just chapstick. Relax. Did you ever think that the chapstick thing will become part of your shtick? No, absolutely not. The amount of chapstick I've been sent to me is astronomical. Astronomical. I never have to buy chapstick for the next 25 years. Well, next time I come home, you'll have to give me some of it, okay? I will go through my my stash. It's dry here in Colorado. It's super dry, so I need help. I need help. 
I spend and most then of my time licking my lips and people think I'm being sexual. But really, I just got dry lips, you know? You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. That's gross. Licking anyway. your lips is gross? Tell that you to know, I, I, Cool J, okay? I know. Well, yeah. that's Well, that's his thing now. You know, that's his thing. Yeah, true. Um, and then the crowns came because... So my first ever video that went viral was um, this guy who was asking how, why females run to the washroom after having sex. And I was like, really? Okay, here we go. Here we go. And so I said what I said. I did my bit. And at the end, I slipped this, this, this little comb into my hair and I slipped it in pretty, pretty slick. And I was so proud of myself. And I was like, I said what I said. And then I stopped the video right after the, okay, bye. And I, I, it was so slick. I was so proud of myself, Chris. I was like, oh my God, I'm like amazing. I give myself props whenever I can. You should. Uh, we need to celebrate ourselves more. Okay. It's important. Yeah. And then, so that was like a, I probably posted it like on a Wednesday or Thursday. And then the following week I got four crowns in my PO box because people sent them to me. And I was like, now I have to wear the crowns. I can't just have the crowns in my office, like my, my vagina cave, just hanging out in the back. Yeah. And then one thing led to another. Now there's 50 crowns and it's just, it's yeah. I actually have a crown too. Why didn't you wear it? Well, I can't even see you. So yeah. I mean, I see you though. I see you, baby. So you're doing comedy shows now. Was that, you know, beginning of 2020, you start TikTok, you're, you're like, I'm going to be a comedian or how did that even become a thing for you? Um, Cause there's a big difference between I'm funny in content and I'm paying money. You better be funny on stage. Those are two different mediums and you've managed to do well on both. What was the yes. inspiration for doing the on stage stuff? So, um, last year in the summer, right before I had my meet and greet in July, the general manager of the Chicago improv here at Woodfield mall, she reached out to me. Just, Woodfield. That place is yeah. scares the crap out of me. It's so yeah. great. I have, I'm, I'm an introvert, so I don't like yeah. those crowds. No, no, no. I mean, it hasn't been bad because of COVID. Right. But it's mm. getting back into the, Oh, too many people. Right. Um, but she cold called me. She sent an email to my, with the email address I had and all my social media. I was like, so we had a meeting. She's like, I, Stephanie's her name. She's like, you know, I think you would do really good in stand-up comedy. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking about it, but just like the logistics of, do I want to go, like, do I want to do my day job, then do, do my parenting job and then do my, you know, hang out with my family job. And then by the time I actually make it to downtown Chicago and go do 10 minutes or 20 minutes of an open mic night, only get a hundred dollars. How tired am I going to be? Is it realistic? And so I was like, nah, I'm not that motivated. And, so, and it takes a while, right? Any, any stand, traditional stand-up comedian, it yes. takes a long time to go from open mic nights to headlining. It takes, it takes some years, you I know? Mean, except for you, but I mean, I well, <laughs> I know, which I feel really like, are they going to hate me because I didn't go through that? Cause I, I use social media as a big, like, as a, as a way to test out material. Like yeah. I definitely use social media to test out material because then I can go back and I can read the comments or I can see how many likes I got or, you know, whatever. And it's, it's gentle, right? It's not like in your face silence where no one's laughing. Um, and so when Stephanie reached out and we're, we're talking during this hour long conversation and the whole time I'm like, Oh yeah, you want me to like do 10 minutes, 20 minutes? Maybe I could try that. Why not? It's Woodfield mall. I don't have to go downtown not a big deal during the whole con and then she progresses she's like yeah you know we can get you an opener and i was like wait hold up what what did you just say she's like yeah we'll get you an opener that does 20 minutes and then you do 45 or 60 minutes i was like what um what isn't that like important people do that what like i said that on the call yeah. <laughs> i don't have a filter and she's like yeah i think you could like you could you definitely have 45 to 60 minutes worth of material and i was like girl you have a lot of faith in me and if she didn't, I wouldn't be here. So right. I love that woman to death. To give you love a, her. to give you a little bit of credit, you're doing open mic in front of the world for several years before you started doing stand up. True. You know, True. like you you are and and have you ever? I mean, I don't know if this is rude to ask, but like most comedian friends that I had, because I lived in LA for a long time near the comedy store, I worked on Sunset, so I met a lot of comedians, and they would talk about bombing. Did you have? Have you had your bomb experience uh, or it, has it all been good? 
Um, I mean, I've noticed that some jokes land better with different audiences in different towns, but overall it's been pretty, everybody's having a good time. Everybody's having a good time. Um, I mean, it helps that I'm packing the audience with, with my followers, but I did, you know, recently learn that, you know, somebody will be a follower, but then they'll bring their friend who's not. And then I'll meet them afterwards because they got meet and greet tickets and they're like, oh my God, I never followed you before today, but you're amazing. I love you. I'm going to follow you. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what's going to go. Because my whole this year, my material is about just my observations of social media because mm-hmm. being fresh and I have a lot of observations. Do so. you? I mean, do you find that like, because I mean, we're obviously very involved with social media, but do you feel like our observations of social media sometimes don't land with people who don't understand? No, mine, mine are landing. Good. Apparently I'm that relatable. And I'm like, I will take it. I will take it. You know, what you, <laughs> you know what you are is confident. You like the, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on and have you on first is because like your grasp of things in such a short amount of time is rare. I mean, I've been doing this 15 years and you, <laughs> well, thank you. have help too. That probably helps. I'm assuming that your management and, and stuff like that. Do they help guide you at all? Or you just kind of, I think you just have a strong sense of self and that's so important. And that's why I'm like, I get worried about these kids that are getting popular at like 13, 14, 15, their frontal yeah. lobe isn't even formed yet. And it causes yeah. them. And I've unfortunately seen it to kind of turn, turn into little douchebags. But I think we were all, I don't know. I was a little bit of a douchebag when I was younger, but uh, it seems to, it's got to be a different degree when you don't even know how to parent that. A lot of these parents, their kids are now out earning them on something they yeah. don't understand. And it's got to mm-hmm. be tough. What causes you to be so confident in your moves and so sure of what it is that you want to do in a space that you aren't as familiar as some people? Um, I didn't, I mean, when it comes to like, now I have, I have a team, right. And I've growing up, when I heard that, you know, celebrities be like, oh, I have to talk to my team or you read about it in an article, like their team said that. I'm like, why do you have a team? Why do you need multiple people? What is going on? I never understood it. Right now I have a team and I'm like, oh, yep, okay. So, you know, you have your, your brand agent and then you have your manager and then I'm going to, in the next coming weeks, start interviewing with my manager for talent agents. And so everybody's in their own swim lane and everybody has an expertise. And then your manager kind of makes sure that, you know, overall what you're doing is not messing up your image. And she knows my image. I started working with my manager, Rachel, in like early first beginning of December. That's when I, because I interviewed her around um, Thanksgiving and then, you know, beginning of November. I interviewed four managers and then just kind of took it from there. Mm-hmm. And so before that, Stephanie, the gen- the general manager from the Chicago Improv, she was helping me book and she was doing it pro bono. And I was like, girl, are you sure about this? She's like, I want to see you succeed because you're going to do great. And I'm like, you have managed comedy clubs for 15 years. So I think you know what you're talking about. I'm going to trust you. On this. Yeah, that's a that I mean, and other people are seeing it, too. So that's why yeah. you, that's. That's yeah. why people are so Steph. Her name's Stephanie. Her name is Stephanie. Um, yeah. So she, she manages where? She manages the Chicago Improv at Woodfield Mall. Stephanie, um, manager yeah. at the Improv at Woodfield Mall. We yeah, salute amazing. you. <laughs> I will. I will traverse Woodfield next time I go home just to give her a high five. Okay. I know. That's I know. And that's that's saying and something. I know the fact that she did it. It, and she she manages two other clubs too, but I, I didn't catch their names. We didn't really. I've only gone to the Chicago Improv at Woodfield, and it's it was it's hilarious because like I can walk in there now, and they're like, "Hey, Pinky!" Like all this, I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm a normal now. I'm like a regular. Yeah. This is amazing. They know You're who I am. Deal. I'm allowed to just go in." One Great. day I'll be able to tell everybody I had I know cup. I had cheese cup with her. You had a cheese cup. I with had me. a cheese That's cup. Amazing. Okay, yeah. so so you you have. Every, every, every other weekend you say you're, you've got shows booked, tell people why that is. Yeah. So the one condition with me being able to do all of this other stuff, which we still call it other stuff instead of what it actually is, because we're just, we can't believe that this is our life now. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason I only do shows every other weekend is because I want to be home 
one weekend and travel one weekend. Like Mm -hmm. that's the compromise. I'm not going to be gone every single weekend and just be home Monday through Thursday because I have to do shows. Um, You know, a lot of family events happen on the weekends and, and and that's just if, and I told every single manager that every single manager I interviewed all four of them. I was like, look, if you can't adhere to this, then it was nice meeting you, but we will have to part ways. I I had nothing to lose. I still had my day job, right? Nothing to lose. Um, luckily Rachel understands that her, you know, her assistant, um, Turner understands that. And so they, she, she's booked everything from, I think, um, between Cleveland to middle of July. And she's like every other weekend, you know, the very first thing she had me do on my, in my Google, my Gmail account was go into the calendar and block out dates where there's no travel. So like spring break, no travel, it's family time birthdays and roommates birthdays no travel it's family time uh thanksgiving you know i blocked off everything and so she saw what my 2022 calendar looked like as far as personal time and she's gone on from there and she just takes whatever weekends i have open and just starts packing it in and she knows every other weekend i'm not doing i'm not i'm and when i talked to talent agents there were some at irvine at the show i didn't know she didn't tell me Rachel came to that show. Um, so I actually finally got to meet her when I was in California and she didn't tell me, which was good. Cause I would have been nervous. You know, it was kind of like having a, uh, what is it like a football recruiter in the stadium, you know, kind of that situation. Um, but she told me afterwards and, and I said the same thing to them. I was like, look, I don't mind. Like if in the summer, those three months, my kids are not in school. If you want to get me a big fucking hot pink bus and book me, go city to city every single week and I can take them with me on this coach bus. I'm we're all game. It'll be a good experience for them. They get to see the nation, but outside of those three months, every other weekend, if you can't adhere to that, then peace out. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It's it's that's such a beautiful thing because some people are so obsessed with the idea of popularity that they neglect the people who have supported them to even get to that point. Do you think that that, that that attitude is just innate in you or is more is is more common in Indian culture with that focus on family? Um I think it's a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a mixture of both, right? Um I mean would it be ideal for me to not travel? Absolutely, because you know, now my forever peepee is a stay-at-home dad on the weekends and it gets really difficult when kids have activities, right? We have a teenager. He wants to go out and about. He can't drive yet. We have um, roommate number three is nine years old. He needs help, homework help. So again, it's like, what are we willing to compromise on? Right. And so it's like, okay, well, I feel like this is going to, let's, let's just take each event at a time. And when, when Stephanie first approached me, I was terrified. I was like, how, how are we going to do this as a family? Um, my husband thought we're going to, I was going to uproot our whole family, move to LA to be famous. I was like, nobody said I'm going to do that. Right. Nobody said I'm going to do that. And with the internet, you, you don't have to, that's why I left LA. I was like, why am I here? Like I could do exactly. this anywhere. Why am I here? Why don't exactly. you go somewhere? And when you're happier, mm-hmm. you make better content. Yeah. And so, you know, it was cause we watch comedians. We know what, life of a comedian is like it's like i said they're going week to week to week to week to do shows because they need to maintain that popularity and i'm like babe you don't understand i have social media too i'm still going to maintain that popularity Mm -hmm. because people are i'm still in front of people's faces that's why traditional comedians go out a lot is because they don't do social media right they didn't have social media back then and and now when we do have it they're not used to it so they don't post as much and so I have social media. I'm still in front of people's faces. Like I haven't been able to me- make video a video since last week, Friday. I know I posted something yesterday, but it was in my drafts. And it's not because I didn't want to. I've just been exhausted trying to pick up when I came home Monday night from Phoenix, you know, but like I said, it's family time. So I need to do family stuff right now. And then I will get to making content. I will get to cameos. I'll get to all this other stuff. Um, but I think it's it's definitely part of me as well, the compromise that we both made. You know, it's like right. every time something comes and it's brought to the table, it's like, okay, let's talk about this. Can we make it work? What are you willing to compromise on? Is it worth it? Um, who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe I'll quit my day job, do this full time, and then 
he will be able to quit his day job in a couple months because he sees that it's making us enough money and he's comfortable with that. Then we're both good, right? Then we have no issues. But we can't just blindly be like, this is not going to work. We have to talk about it. And so we talk about it a lot. I never used to talk this much. Believe me, I was one of those like, mm, I don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. Now look at you. Now look at me. I can't shut up. People are <laughs> freaking out in chat right now about forever PP and roommate. Can you t- break down what that means just for people who don't know? Yeah. So forever PP is my forever penis, meaning I just have one dick in my life. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's I thought maybe there was like some other acronym oh. going on there, but it is penis. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Because I, listen, at the end of the day, I'm the girl where if someone farts, I'm going to laugh. Like, I know that's gross, but it is what it is. I I think it's hilarious. It's funny. And I'm the only girl in a house full of boys. And so they burp, they fart. I'm like, did you just fart? (laughs) Yeah, but we we laugh and it's fine, you know? It's natural. Um, Yeah. And I like to Ned Flanders things. That's what I call it. Because you know how Ned Flanders never says a real swear word, always says his version of things. Yes. Like downstairs kitty cat is my version. PP is my version. And I just think it's hilarious. And you have to on TikTok because because we'll suppress it. That's why I say spicy time. That's why I say hoo-ha. You know, you got to be creative. Right. And that's how it's that's how it kind of happened is because I knew there were certain things I couldn't say from watching other people's content get banned or like when people have text on the screen. I'm like, why didn't they spell sexy right? Oh, it's because they don't want to get banned or or reported or whatever. They want their content to go out, you know? (laughs) Right. And so it just, it came out of necessity because I wanted to say certain things, but I just wasn't comfortable saying like with my girlfriends, I'll be like vagina this and vagina that, you know, but like, you can't say that on certain platforms. And so it's like, what else can I say? Downstairs kitty cat. That's hilarious. I love it. Um, And then the roommates came because I, we don't, we don't share our children on any public platform Which I, um, I wholeheartedly we, agree with it's just like if you can't fully grasp what what and navigate that again it's like let's wait until they've developed who they are before we yep. expose them to that many people yeah and so i i've always called them roommates like even when i was doing my my vlogs back in in 2020 in the summer or spring and it was just me being an asshole right like your family doesn't want to be called roommates but it's just me trolling them be like yeah Roommate number two, which is my six, 15-year-old son. Roommate number three is my nine-year-old son. Roommate number four is our dog, Nacho. And he's the only one where I'll ever say his name. I won't say any of the other names. Um, to the point where, like, even my friends that travel with me to shows, because that is a condition of me doing shows, is I can't travel alone. Mm-hmm. So if my husband can't come, then my friends come. And even they, they know if, if they say any of my family members' names, I will throw punch them. They know. Okay. Like, well, if you need protection in Denver, mm, see, this elbow, you're my man. This elbow is not playing around. I got yeah. you. So the roommate thing just came because it was funny to me. Nothing like it. it but it's also, like I said, a security thing. Because it's like I chose to be on social media. I chose to put my face on social media, yes. my personality on social media. My family did not. Like, I'll try to record nacho and he he hears me use the voice he sees me hold up my phone and he runs the other way he's like get the fuck out of here i'm not being a part of this <laughs> right i'm like yo man i'm trying to make you famous dude he's like no thank you ma'am and he runs away <laughs> no consent is a big thing okay uh, yes yes okay his body his choice <laughs> exactly uh two final questions i want to be respectful of your time because i know it's okay roommates it's okay. and pps and stuff like that to attend to um <laughs> You look back at 2020, beginning of 2020, you, you're a baby creator. I mean, you are a baby creator, but you're a new creator. (laughs) And you could give a bit of advice to new creator you. Do you have something that you would say to, to that person to maybe guide them? I mean, it's, it's really simple, but it's just, don't try to be somebody you're not. And it's know your strengths and know your weaknesses. Definitely don't do your weaknesses because you might break your back or a bone. Uh, <laughs> so if you know, like I know I can't dance. And so when I do dance videos, it's because I'm trying to make myself happy. And in doing that, I'm pretty sure somebody else will have a good laugh and it will make them happy. So that's why I post dance videos. 
when I post um, singing videos, same thing, me singing at the top of my lungs with a stupid Indian accent to, you know, baby's got back is, is hilarious to me. And so I'm like, somebody will find it funny and it will make their day better. Um, but you have to stick to your strengths and weaknesses just because something is viral for somebody else. And it's continuing to be viral for them. That doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Um, you can't, you can't try to be somebody you're not, you know? And I think the younger generation doesn't understand that because they see what's going viral and they try to mimic it. And then when they, when they don't go viral, they're like, Oh no. I didn't go viral. I'm like, girl, you have to assume nothing is going to go viral when you post it and be surprised every time. Yeah. I still am surprised. I'm like, oh my God, they got 1 million views. That's amazing. Like I still get happy about it. Yeah. And that's the way like TikTok in particular is. That's not how other, other social media tends to be more consistent when it comes to views and, and engagement, but TikTok it, I I don't know. If it's you, like up and it, down. It, it, yeah. Each one is almost like a, a one-off and you mm-hmm. just hope that it, it does well. Yeah. And like, you know, there's, there are, there's social media managers out there on TikTok and they're like, find your niche and stick to it. And it's like, yeah, I'm doing that. And the content where I'm lightly roasting people is not doing as well. And that's because a lot of people are saying their content's not doing that well. It's not just me. Am I shadow banned? Am I not? Who knows? You know, I don't, I try not to like, get into that mentality because it's like look if my content sucks it sucks yeah i can't get upset about it you know maybe i wasn't as funny as i thought um forever tells me all the time he he watches my videos as soon as i post them and he'll be like mm, this wasn't that good i'm like yeah but i laughed he's like all right cool and then we move on <laughs> <You know? laughs> so uh, a creator comes up to you and they want to learn something from you for them as well would you give that same advice or did you have a little bit of a different advice for someone else coming into the content creation world? No, same advice, yeah. same advice. Don't, I mean, it, and it's pretty simple advice, right? And people don't think about that. It's what would I tell my kids if they were doing something like this, mm. you know, trying to put themselves out there and, and it's not just in the social media world. At the end of the day, you're putting yourself out there. You are, you are giving people access to yourself you're giving people access to your energy and somebody who i I'm, I'm i'm a self-proclaimed introvert like i'm the type of person who makes plans and then last minute i'm like oh i wish i could cancel because i want to just stay home you know when other people um, cancel plans that i was already stressing out about it's it's like one of the best feelings ever <laughs> yeah and it, it's not because i don't it's not because i hate people like i say i say i hate people but i obviously don't because I love doing my shows. I love the meet and greets afterwards. Like I love all of that. Um, It's just, I'm just not like in the wild. I'm really honestly awkward and I like make weird noises and it just, I didn't notice any of that. If I'm honest, that's good. That's good. Um, But you know, it's what, like I tell my kids when, when they're putting themselves out there at school or for like a presentation in front of class, you just, you just got to be yourself. I know that's really simple. It's really cheesy, but we, we forget about that. You know, we try to do what we see other successful people doing. And also maybe additionally, don't compare yourself to another creator. A lot of us tend to do that, even if we shouldn't, and we know we shouldn't, we know that's a good, not a good habit. But again, like I tell my kids, don't compare yourself to your classmates because A, you don't know what, what personal situation they're in. B, their personal situation can affect their schoolwork. And so you don't want to be like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so is not as smart as me and I always get this right. And it's like, that's not nice. Don't do that, yeah. you know? Or so-and-so is always always getting everything right. And I'm so like, I wish I was like them. It's like, no, wish you were like you. Don't yeah. wish like, don't, don't try to um, be like somebody else because, you know, we all know algorithms aren't consistent on any platform. It yeah. is, it's like, is it raining on a Friday in June? Also snow is coming. Like it's the most asinine thing in the world on when videos go and when they don't. And mm-hmm. so for you to compare yourself to another creator is, is not healthy, yeah. you know? So it's take your, take your own platform, take your own successes and just repeat those successful videos as much as you can yeah. and move, yeah. move on from there. Comparison That's is all. the thief of joy is, is a yeah. common thing. You're also comparing your behind the scenes 
with someone else's highlight reel. You don't know what's actually going on there. You need to make sure that you are enjoying what you're doing first, because if you aren't, no one watching, no one wants to watch a sad person. Well, some people do. I prefer to watch people who enjoy what they're doing because it makes it easier for you to enjoy. And And that's like, that's one of the reasons why I find it very difficult to like, post on Instagram stories or Facebook stories or even YouTube stories, because I know stories are a way for, to show people where you are in that snapshot in time. So like when you're doing something interesting, like when I have my shows, I know exactly what to post on stories because I'm doing something fun. I'm doing something interesting, but when I'm at home and I'm just, you know, doing bedtime with roommate number three, does somebody really want to see a picture of that? Maybe I took a chance and I posted it, you know, his face wasn't in it, just the top of his head reading a book. But I posted that video, that picture on Instagram stories uh, like a week ago or when I came back from California and it had so many views. And I was like, what is going on right now? Like, I don't and and I don't I don't use filters. I don't like if I look horrible, I look horrible. I don't I don't I try to be as real as I can, because when I watch that that stuff on Instagram, it's like, OK, you know what? this is why you're not getting recognized in real life. This is not what you look like in real life. Like this is why you're not getting recognized. If if your main goal is to get recognized in the wild, try putting your real face on social media. Keep it real. It's so important. Right. Okay. So how do people, you're going, you're, you're going on these tours. How do people find you to watch your comedy, uh, whether it be on social media or in person? The easiest is to go to my website. It's pinky dash Patel.com. That is the easiest. We have, um, yeah, all the links are there on the top right hand corner. And then you have, there's a page for tour dates. Um, we're, we're still working out kinks, but it is, it's pretty much up to date. Um, and you will be able to go and access, you know, I want to thank you for giving me your time. Um, and also for just being so real, it's, it's a rarity, on social media and one of the well, I, again one of the main reasons i wanted to bring you on because you know us illinois folk like we, we the real ones yeah. you know we gotta stick together we man stick together. <laughs> so if you guys ever want to tune in and ask questions live we're actually going to switch over to a little bit of q a uh go to twitch.tv slash sup daily we're going to switch to that but make sure you find unfiltered friends on whatever platforms that you have and make sure you go over to pinky-patel.com in order to see her dates as well as any of her other social media and thank you so much for your time thank you it was fun thank you so much to pinky for being on the podcast make sure you go give her some love and make sure you give us a rating on whatever podcast platform you use see you next week